Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We're still in our, our subject of the spiritual dynamic of governments. Now with this, again, most people do not really recognize how much spiritual things enter into the function of government. And so we've been looking at some of that. Where we're at right now is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We're talking about how strongholds are built. Verse 4 tells us that we're called to pull down strongholds. That's part of our job as believers. Now, we started at the bottom and we're building up. So let's read verse 5 here again, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, and then we'll go into today's uh, topic. Casting down arguments. The old King James says, imaginations. Casting down arguments slash imagination. And we're going to use both of those terms as we go forward here. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, we saw that the way a stronghold begins is with a thought not being taken captive. Eve when the serpent said, has God really said? That didn't get taken captive by Eve or by Adam. And so it continued to grow. And then the next phase is that information, that knowledge, exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If you would, it exalts itself. It becomes more prominent. It becomes more important. And then it actually moves in opposition to God. Satan, in talking to Eve, he said, you'll not die. God's wrong. You'll not die. He opposed God in that process. What God told you is not right. Matter of fact, it's the, actually, it's the opposite. That, that tree, it's good for food. It's pleasant to the eyes. It'll even make you smarter. You, you'll know what God knows if you eat of that tree. Everything about that tree is good. You will not die. And, and here's, here's a phrase I want to pull out since I've kind of put us here. What he's saying is you can disobey God and have no consequences. See, our culture today is endeavoring to disobey God without any consequences. And, and we will say more about that in just a little bit. But that's what Lucifer was telling. That's when he opposed the knowledge of God. Eh, it's all good for you. It's all good for you. Life will be better this way. <laughs> we will build back better. <laughs> and you can take that for what it's worth. And uh, if you're not familiar with that phrase, Google it. Uh, but you see, it'll be better. It'll be better than what we've had. We've had God's word. We've had a biblical perspective largely. We'll, we'll build something better back. No. Now, you see, once it begins to oppose God, then there at the beginning of verse 5, casting down arguments. And we'll say more about imaginations in just a moment. 
casting down arguments. See, when, when the thought that didn't get taken captive has grown and it is now an argument, it has become a stronghold. It's become a stronghold, whether that is in an individual or it's in a culture. It's become a stronghold when it hits the level of argument. What right do you have to tell me? We got us an argument. Or at least that's, they're arguing at that point. It's went, this is my view, this is my thoughts. It's went past that. It's exalted, it's moved against God, and now, bless God, it's ready to argue about it. It has become a stronghold. That is where our culture is right now. Our culture has largely been at this place for a number of years. The division within our nation, the division of viewpoints and the ability to have a conversation has become increasingly more difficult. And there are some groups who will not have a conversation. The only thing they will do is argue. They will yell, they will scream, and that's it. There is no discussion. It is purely just an argument. You know, uh, Roe versus Wade got overturned, which in reality meant it was sent back to the states to decide issues regarding abortion. And all some people can say is, you know, uh, my body, my right, my body. There is no discussion. There's just an argument. And, and the bottom line is, you know, part of what I would say, well, if it is your body, then it should not ever grow up and get its own Social Security card if it's your body. You know, your arm doesn't have a separate Social Security number. Your foot doesn't have a separate Social Security number. But that baby, if it is cultivated and protected, Genesis 2.15, the original mandate, if it is cultivated and it is protected, it will grow up one day and have its own Social Security number. It will be its own person. It's not your body. It's another body inside your body. It's not a parasite. It's a child that is given and supposed to be a part of our stewardship to cultivate and to protect. Now, but with that, so many, they do not want that information. Just, there's an argument, a couple points and yell it, scream it, whatever. That is it. Same thing uh, when it comes to going back to the 60s again. The sexual revolution. At this point, I have the right to do what I want, so forth and so on. And, and not only do I have the right to do what I want, I have the right to teach your children to do what I want. That's where it's at right now. I mean, and, and here's the thing, because that's the next step. Step three is an A and B as well. First, it's argumentative. But then after the argumentative piece, there is this imagination. The imagination. See, again, the serpent told Eve, 
you won't die. You can disobey God and have no consequences. You can do it. You can do it. And you see, when this stronghold reaches the place of argument, then the next branch, if you would, that comes off with that, where it veers off here like this, is imagination. If there is a consequence, here's where the imagination comes into play. If there is a consequence for this behavior, it's not the result of the behavior. It's the result of those people who disagree with the behavior. And if we could, there would be no consequences whatever if we could shut up the people who disagree with us. If we didn't have to deal with their differing opinion, then there would be no consequences because there's nothing but good that comes out of our behavior. If, if it does increase depression, if it does increase suicidal tendencies, it's because of these people over here saying that they think this is wrong. So let's imagine a world where they can't express that opinion, where they can't say that it's wrong. If they say it's wrong, we will punish them for hate speech. They're hating us. They're creating problems for us by them saying that. We'll take away their freedom of speech. They might think it, but they better not ever say it or do anything with that. We'll punish them if we do, if they do. Imagine that world where we make everybody agree with this. Does anybody recognize the world we're living in here at this moment <laughs> that I'm talking about in our country? You see, and, and at that point, see, this really leads us into step four. Because how this world that we're imagining, how can we make that a reality? And ultimately, the only way that that can be made a reality is to institutionalize that behavior into law. Make it be the policy of the government. Because through this, we talked about how that where there is liberty, where there is a democratic republic, then government is downstream of culture. But as long as government is downstream of culture, then you're going to have people that disagree with that. And again, they're the problem. They're the ones creating this consequence for the people that are engaging in the sin. They're creating the consequence. So what we've got to do is we've got to get the culture underneath the government. We have, you know, at that point, they feel we have to have control of the government 
and we have to bring everybody's behavior in under the government so that the government can dictate that. And you see, that is what we're seeing in our world today. It is becoming a stronghold. That is what is being imagined, if you would. The arguments have been there for a number of years. We are dealing right now with what people are imagining. They are imagining a world where the Bible, talking about in our country, those that are opposed to the Word of God, they imagine a world where there will be no Bible except in somebody's home or in their church. And that's why you will hear them talk about freedom of worship, not freedom of religion. See, freedom of religion, I can practice anywhere. Freedom of worship, you can do it in your own home or you can do it in your place of worship. But it doesn't go anywhere else in the culture. They're doing what they can to confine the truth of God's word to your home and to a place of worship. And that's why the body of Christ is being told you have to stay out of governmental things because your faith disqualifies you. Separation of church and state. Separation of church and state is not separation of faith and state. That's not the case. Freedom of, a, of religion allows you to take your religion into every arena of life. We will get into this more tomorrow. God bless you. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.